Elisal Chit Chats aims to make information available for everyone. The podcast transcripts are on elisalchitchats.wordpress.com for the hearing impaired and those who'd like to read instead. Thank you for engaging. I would just like to go back to being a kid sometimes. Being a kid was... No. <laughs> being a kid wasn't easy. I mean... Kids are probably the nastiest bullies you'll ever meet. What a horrible time I had. We'll just say it was easier than whatever kind of hole we fell into the moment we turned 18. Because when you turn 18, you expect everything to be easier because you don't have school anymore. You don't have what da 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 da. You know, you're supposed to be freed out into the world until real life hits you. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone! <laughs> I love how I started this episode so negative. But I really didn't mean to. I was just thinking about how nice it used to be being a kid. And then I thought kind of deeper into it and I was like, but kids bully each other as children, so can't have been all that nice, right? But it was nice as a kid, you had no responsibilities. You had lesser fears, etc, etc. It was so, so nice, actually. I'm not even gonna deny it. Hello everyone, my name is Renith and welcome to Elisal Chit Chats. My mind's about to burst, bear with me. Here on this podcast, we speak about the 3am thoughts, the afterthoughts, and film. Today, specifically, I felt the need to talk about... How do I put this? Fear and anxiety. I don't want to say how childhood fears turn into adulthood fears because there are specific fears that you grow out of and as you grow up, you gain new life-stifling fears, worries, if you may. This topic was inspired by recent research that I had to do for a project. I had to go back to my old psychology books and I came across a table in one of my textbooks that described the type of fears and how they change with age. I like how HeySigmund.com explains fear in children in such a calm and casual tone. Literally the casualest tone in which you can explain psychology. So they say that fear in children is nothing to worry about because this is part of their development. We all have that fear of the unknown, right? So because this kid hasn't been around for that long to know that a balloon looks fun and that the thing can just pop, they're going to be startled and scared of balloons until you explain to them that balloons do pop or until they figure it out themselves. Basically, they tell you that this is an essential step into learning about how the world works and it would be best if you were patient with them because they're learning what that experience means for them, what it means to them individually and what it means for the world. You know, they're starting to understand the world and they might learn these things aren't scary at all. It also says that the child will become aware of their capacity to cope. I had to put that in there quickly because coping, I've been taught, differs from person to person and is imperative for your well-being. They go on about fears and worries turning into bad things and that's when they hinder your life. Maybe the kid is restless, they can't sleep, their sociability changes, etc, etc. I don't know if that's the right word, but this is where people might say, you've changed or you haven't been yourself lately, are you okay? 
So this table that I came across gives you an age group, and then it says what the fear is of that time. The zeitgeist. <laughs> Listen to me, the zeitgeist. <laughs> so infants and toddlers will be scared of loud noises, anything that overwhelms their senses, because they lived in a calm space before they were thrust into this world. Also, their parts are brand new, as of their cars. But their parts are fresh and they haven't been polluted yet, so they can't handle any of that. They also don't like strangers and being away from their parental units. Now that I think about it, I was right. Being a kid is not easy. I know we can't remember it, but that's why babies just look at you like, "Why are you so big? What the f are you doing? Please stop making that noise. You're not funny right now." It's like that saying. They're more scared of you than you are scared of them. Only they think you're weirder than you think they are. I mean, you've seen a few dozen tiny people. They've never seen giants before. Moving on, let's say three to six pretty much have the same kind of fears. They don't like lightning, loud noises, anything they're not used to, anything costumey, being separated from things they are used to, or you know. Things that they love in the dark, and then、um, kids seven to eleven are still scared of supernatural things, being home alone, something happening to them or people that they know, being rejected and judged, which goes into adulthood, and it turns into what peers think of them and how they fit into the world. This is such a crap thing because I can attest that it goes on until you're. Until you die,、I、haven't died yet. <laughs> But just to put it bluntly, I don't think it's something that you get over when you think about how you fit into this world. It's something that you continuously think about. I don't know. I think I know a handful of people that are content that are not constantly thinking about how they fit into the world. They've grasped how they think it, how they fit into the world, and they're content. So this had me thinking about. You know, like at which point in time does fear turn into anxiety? And this anxiety is something that you should be over. Your peers have figured it out, have learned to understand the world, and become aware of their capacity to cope. I was also thinking about phobias. When is a phobia considered not that serious, and when is it life stifling? I'm using these words in quotes because these are things people would say, and you feel like. There might be something wrong because you haven't progressed from one worry to the next, or still haven't figured something out. Most of the time, when I'm not distracted, I overanalyze my being in the world. I would look at my age, I would look at my reactions, how I think, what I like, and I can't quite find where I am. I have an idea of where I dwell. But if I compare myself to my quote unquote peers, I'm like, um, wait just a second. Sometimes I would look at younger people and I'm like, oh my gosh, sudden outbursts of realization and frustration, and I get genuinely shocked at things, anxieties that I still have that I think I should be past already. I hate when that happens because I'd become sad that I can't get over these things, but eventually. I conclude that this is me. This is who I am. 
People have their worries, their fears, and their anxieties, and these are mine. I consider it to be a good thing that I'm aware of these fears and my concerns, and I also consider it an even greater thing that I'm aware when they cripple me. I know how to deal with them and how to cope. Even if these things remain, the most important thing for me is coping. As long as I feel like I'm coping, I'm perfectly content with that. Sometimes I'd be in a casual conversation and someone would say they used to be the same. It's easier to get over it because ABC, and then I dread life again because maybe I'm stumbling again. Maybe I'm failing at this. And I'll never get over it <laughs> because I'm supposed to get over it. This used to happen a lot when I was younger. But I've become very self aware, and instead of trying to compare or trying to get myself to function like other people, I continuously learn that I'm functioning just fine in my own way. Other people's methods don't always work, and blaming yourself for not operating according to other people's instruction manuals doesn't quite work, does it? Do you know what's weird? I know I'm not the only one who wonders this, but sometimes I'd wonder why I wasn't scared of certain things. Why I wasn't scared of ordinary things that kids were scared of. Why am I still not afraid of things that other people are still afraid of? It's like with allergies. I think,、um, like a nut allergy. Wow, people are really allergic to nuts. People are really allergic to bee stings. My allergy is the weirdest allergy. I'm allergic to mold. Like, what? I can't basically do anything. <laughs> well, I can, but like, you know, like on an American horror story cult, I couldn't relate much because I was never scared of clowns, objects, those dots. Okay, those dots are just uncomfortable to look at. I'm not scared as in. I feel like, you know, my life is over because I'm seeing the dots. Tryptophobia, I think, is it? It's just uncomfortable, man. But I was never afraid of things like that objects, cats, and dogs. I do remember having dreams of being chased by dogs. But that was because I used to play with these kids who had dogs, and we'd play with the dogs. And, you know, as we all ran, the dogs were running with, and then I would wake up my mother in the middle of the night. She wouldn't be happy because she'd know, okay, you guys played with the dogs again. So I don't necessarily think it was a fear of dogs at the time. I just think I had very vivid dreams of whatever was happening around me, and I still do. Actually, I have to have an episode about that because dreams are an entirely different topic on its own that I would actually like to go into. Anyway. So, yeah, snakes, dolls, those kinds of things that adults are still afraid of. I never understood those fears. I never got why they were so bad, you know? No fear of mine, the normal ones that kids have, ever came with me into adulthood. It's not so much that I'm scared of things that, and that they're irrational. I can rationalize it. I'm scared of heights because I'm afraid of getting injured. I don't want to feel pain for more than five minutes because it's annoying. <laughs> I don't want to be aware of my limbs constantly. And I know it sounds bizarre, but I just don't want to be uncomfortable, you know? If ever anyone asks if I have a phobia that's not that serious, I always tell them that 
When I was a child, I used to hate how after the rain there'd be those things flying around. Um, flying termites. Ew. <laughs> My mom still loves to tease me about this. So she'd fetch me from Crutch and I would be screaming bloody murder and crying so hard when I saw those things that she had to carry me on her back and cover me with something so that I wouldn't see them. And so that I would know that, okay, these things can't touch me so that I feel safe. And I'd cry until I got to safety. And people were starting to wonder what she'd done that I was crying that hard. This is why she started covering me. <laughs> and this correlates to another time when I went to visit my great aunt and there were butterflies everywhere. It sounds as beautiful as you can imagine. I've been to the butterfly sanctuary in Cape Town. But there weren't as many butterflies flying around on that day as when I was a child. But I just was not as happy as I was. Because obviously I was older, there were other people around. I was like, ooh, butterflies. But when I was younger, I was not having it. And my great aunt teased me that they are seeing their friends on my t-shirt. That's why they're flying so close. No, 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 no. That's not funny. I wanted out of that t-shirt. So that and my fear of long grass, I can say, translated to me not wanting to be uncomfortable. It's not nice walking bare-legged in long grass. And I'm not too fond of things grazing my skin. And I hate insects flying anywhere near my face. I can't even stand the buzzing of a fly or a bee. Like they can be around, just not near me. I guess I was okay with having that kind of fear. It's annoying, you want to be carefree, but I feel like those are things that make me feel like at least I have control and I can be okay with them. I can wear long pants, use peaceful sleep, or just stay inside and install fly screens in my house one day. And it's more so I find things annoying rather than fear them. What I don't have control over, and what I wish I never had, because I'm not sure where it even started, are fears that end up making me sad because I don't understand why I have them and why I can't get rid of them. The fears that I learned to live with. My worries, let's say. Sometimes, let me start light. <laughs> I was always afraid of people. Back then, I was afraid of people because they were strangers. You know, kids are afraid of strangers. Now, it's because I'm afraid of that first impression that they'll have of me. Mostly if you and I will be in each other's company for long. Sometimes, I'm afraid that people won't respond politely. No, people are mean. And I get that it's not your fault when someone reacts to you in a shitty way. It's just so annoying and for some reason, it stings harder when you are polite through the shit you're going through and then someone just takes a dump on your head because, oh, they're having a bad day, as if you're not dying inside as well. I'm generally afraid of people because they're unpredictable. A bee is going to sting you because it's a bee. But a person can decide to hurt you, take revenge, be a jerk. I'm human too. I'm very aware that I can hurt you in so many ways, so I'm aware of how you can hurt me, you know? Even if it is unintentional sometimes, people hurt people. And you can't always protect yourself because even that person you trust the most, jiggy jiggy, <laughs> you won't see it coming, you know? <laughs> That wasn't light, was it? <laughs> that wasn't light at all. Um, okay, here's a lighter one. 
I'm afraid that if I do something with more cons than pros, or just as many cons as pros, then I will experience the cons. For instance, I was afraid of getting my cartilages pierced. I was afraid about how I'd get infected, how it never heal, and the skin would heal over the piercing. I've seen that and it looks, oh, it looks scary. It looked scary. It really, it really scared me. And, you know, it doesn't work for me if you're telling me that this person took a chance and it worked out great. Like, okay, that was supposed to convince me. It will always be in my head that I'm going to be that sucker with the bad luck where it will not work out okay for me. And someone scolded me on that once. They said that I spoke negative energy into the universe. That if I think something will go wrong, it will go wrong. But I just can't go on a story of how this one did it and it worked out for them so it will work out for me as well. I do extensive research before making my decisions, so I guess it's a good thing that I have that fear. I did so much research before I got my piercings, and I've learned to trust the universe that through my research, <laughs> I'll be ensured to have a good experience. But I will always have that fear. So the trust in the universe and the fear are symbiotic, and I think I'm good with that. <laughs> I deleted a part because as I wrote it, my heart sped up because I started feeling anxious again about certain anxieties of mine. And I wish I hadn't, you know, I hadn't started writing it because I did want to share it. But it was so close to one of my biggest anxieties, like my biggest causes of my anxiety, speaking panic attacks and all. So I guess, um... I felt like if I felt that way writing it, then it's not going to work for me to talk about it. And because I was dangling on the edge of not sleeping for weeks, I'll just not do it. So yeah, I'm just going to stop there. And I guess this brings me to reiterate. I want to know at which point do your innocent fears become troublesome? Where does it turn into anxiety? And why does it do that? There's so many things that we can get over that we have to learn to live with and that's very sad and being human is beautiful but having a complicated brain is i keep saying annoying but being human is annoying sometimes forget the part where it makes us colorful and have character ha <laughs> sometimes it's too much character too much character anyway because i can't answer these questions Books and seminars and however many lectures I've had can put me at ease. I always look up how to deal with anxieties and I want to share this article of Healthline with you. It's called 11 Ways to Cope with Anxiety and is reviewed by Dr. Timothy J. Legg, PhD. You heard? So it says, question your thought pattern. Negative thoughts are what can make things worse. You can challenge whether your fears are true and try to take back control. Practice focused breathing. This will help to slow your heart rate and helps to calm you down. Then they mention aromatherapy. You know, you can use incense, oils. I guess a reed diffuser counts as oils because it is an oil that is let out into the air. So I recently started using those. I got gifted one. But I can't open it, and it's very sad. <laughs> okay. 
then they have here you have to go for a walk you can go for a walk you don't have to you can go for a walk or do 15 minutes of yoga yeah so the walking inside is something i desperately need to do and i think it'll work for me however when the worst gets to me it will be around one or three o'clock in the morning and it's not even a thing of i want to go outside to take a relaxing walk because of this it's a thing of I don't feel safe in the house. I don't know if you've seen Zathura, but imagine that's all you can think about. I don't want to trigger anyone right now. I'm just trying to explain this irrational fear that I have. But imagine your house is floating in out of space and that's all you can think about because the world has gone quiet. I don't live near any large roads and my suburb is dead at night, so sometimes it's like there is nothing besides the four walls of my bedroom. And I get claustrophobic that I want to go outside, but 1am is not going to work for the people that live with me or me. Also, I might get stolen. <laughs> Maybe not by humans, but thanks. They also say that writing down your thoughts can help you understand them. So I mentioned only five, but they say that these are for people who experience anxiety sporadically and that it might help people with generalized anxiety disorder. Still, people with GAD aren't going to be helped by these only. They even go into when anxiety becomes a problem and symptoms and so forth, which I think is a good read. It's something that you need to see. From my experience, I go through things. As much as I become aware of them and think I can convince my brain to act in a particular way, I don't fully understand what is happening until someone points it out to me or until I read something that speaks to how I've been feeling. Because I more often think, ah oh, no, it's not as bad as this guy or this girl, so surely I'll be fine. I listen to a podcast, Anxious Black Girl, where this girl experienced symptoms that I had only from an entirely different like an entirely different situation. I felt I genuinely had no idea what was happening with me until she mentioned it. Until she talked about experiencing things that I experienced. And I was like, okay. I'm not saying you're not going to be okay. But educating yourself on yourself might lead you to paths that may you know that may help you deal with whatever you're going through. They might help you cope on your own, or they might light the way up on where to seek help. I always say that we go through things alone in this world, but we're not alone alone. Somewhere there's someone who'll be willing to support or help you cope, or even listen to what you have to say if that's all you need. For me, you guys are part of that, which is why I want to thank you for tuning into this episode. I tried to share my experiences and thoughts. I tried, <laughs> but I can only share as much. So... I thank you for listening. I'll leave a link to the two articles I've mentioned in today's episode for your perusal. And then if you have anything to share with me, I'll be right where you leave me. DM me or share a comment on Instagram at illicil underscore essay. Or you can tweet and private message me at chrisire on Twitter. How do you deal with things? Do you have questions? Any comments? Anything you'd like me to read or talk about? Either way, please like, comment, share on soundcloud <laughs> share review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, and do the same on spotify if you'd like to keep this podcast going our podcast 
I want to thank Nasi Piswane for her lovely review on Apple Podcast. So great to have gained you as a listener. I sure hope that I pronounced your name correctly. It is heavily appreciated. Oh, 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 wait, wait, before I go, <laughs> update. I finally finished Slot. I guess I'll tell you about it on Friday when I return for the audience perspective. We'll do a commentary on Malcolm and Marie. I'm looking forward to it. Till then, darlings, go easy on yourself this week. Take a breather and assess whether you're alright. Remember, it's okay to take breaks and to get some fresh air before diving into work. Also, please hydrate. <sighs> Don't know what's been happening, but summer's not loving us here. I'll talk to you on Friday. Take care of yourself, seeds. Hi, Raineth here. Around the time that I started my podcast, I was told by someone that they wanted to start a podcast too, but they didn't know how. Well, it has never been this easy to share your thoughts with the world, certainly not in limited characters anyway. I joined Buzzsprouts because I wanted a podcast-friendly environment that will have the work that I do with every episode. I'm not looking back. Buzzsprouts is home to 100,000 podcasters. It's an ideal choice because not only do they give you detailed analytics to show how your podcast is doing, they'll give you tools to promote your episodes and an easily accessible podcast website where anyone can listen to your podcast. And because they think of your listeners' needs as well, the website will have a directory of where your episodes are available as well. If you'd like to try your hand at podcasting, Buzzsprouts is an option to consider. You can use the link in our description to check it out. You will get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and in addition, help support our show.